Welcome to Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Back in the Middle Ages, a clergyman, Gerald of Wales, wrote a book all about Ireland and the Irish people. And one thing he wrote was that the Irish were more skilled at playing music than any other people he had seen. That's quite a compliment. And if Gerald of Wales was here today, I'd tell him Steve of Utah feels just the same. I love Irish folk music just as lots of you do too. And we are in for a treat because with me in the studio now is Liz Davis-Maxfield. Liz is the first cellist to have ever studied traditional Irish music performance at the University of Limerick in Ireland. The cello, as you probably suspect, is not a traditional Irish folk instrument, so the fact she went there on a Fulbright fellowship specifically to study how she could adapt Irish fiddle styles to the cello, that's impressive. And she's also the author of the new Irish cello book, at the Irish Cello Book, the first book of its kind, Liz started playing the cello when she was 10 years old and recorded her first album when she was 11. She's always been passionate about Irish music, but she's also fully versed in classical music, jazz, pop, and indie. She completed her undergraduate degree, summa cum laude, at the Berklee College of Music, and it's pretty much common knowledge how stellar that music program is, especially in jazz. The first piece she'll play, Ike and Icky, is an original piece from her album Big Fiddle, and it's a good example of her cross-genre training. Live now on Highway 89, this is Liz Davis-Maxfield.
That's Ike and Icky, an original piece performed live by the composer herself, Liz Davis-Maxfield, our special guest today on Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. And Liz, while you were playing, you inspired me, so I wrote you a limerick. <laughs> Since you studied at Limerick. Oh, thank you. Or if you're not sick of this, but uh, there once was a Fulbright fellow who turned all her teachers to jello. At music, Miss Liz had proved quite a whiz and did all of that on the cello. Okay. Thank you so much for being with us. You really are an original. Well, thank you. You may have heard that a time or two before, but you got this Fulbright scholarship after you finished at Berkeley. And what was the purpose to go to Limerick? The purpose was to figure out how to adapt fiddle styles to the cello to basically extend the range of the normal, um, the sound and the type of music that's played. Now, you're talking to musicians and people with quite an imagination, but... Were they puzzled? Did they think this would work? Um, I was really impressed by how open a lot of the musicians were that I interact with, interacted with in Ireland. A lot of them seemed a little bit ex- uh, skeptical at first when I would walk into a session with something as big and bulky as a cello. <laughs> um, but they all, uh, for the most part, really received it with open arms and were very excited to hear new ways that the music could be expressed. And I heard that you got to actually give a list of people you'd like to study with. Tell me about some of your favorite instructors, the fiddlers. Well, um, since I got to handpick my instructors for my master's degree, I ended up uh, getting to know a lot of my favorite musicians. Um, Some of the people I got to work with closely were Martin Hayes, a fantastic fiddler um, from the Clare region in Ireland, Fantastic. There's also a fiddler named Quiven O'Reilly, who is uh, really innovative in the way that he uses traditional Irish music in new ways. There's also uh, Frankie Gavin, who um, is a legend and was really helpful for adapting a lot of the uh, flamboyant fiddle styles to the cello. Well, that, that there is such a distinctive style. Maybe one more question before you play the next set is, uh, did you feel like... Uh, you were really able to get something different from being there in the heart of the where the, the, the Irish music factory, I guess you'd say. D- did you get what you wanted? Did you did you get something from being specifically there? I think there's something to be said for being completely surrounded by a culture and by a tradition and by music. And I really got that while I was there. I was able to immerse myself in um, the wonderful music and energy that you can only find in Ireland. Well, we're so glad you're here. We're going to have you play an original. This is, uh, I think, very creative. Liz wrote a piece mirroring Bach's famous cello suite, but instead of using the various Baroque dance forms that he wrote, she did a mirror of that using Irish dance forms. And we'll hear an air, hornpipe, slip jig, waltz, reel one and two, double jig. Those are all part of Liz's folk cello suite number one. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
We've just heard the Folk Cello Suite, a cousin a few times removed from Bach's work, performed live on Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, visiting with Celtic-influenced cellist extraordinaire Liz Davis-Maxfield. And Liz, you're an author now because of this trip. Yes. <laughs> the, the book is called The Irish Cello Book, Traditional Tunes and Techniques. And what do you think you can capture in this book and teach people that, that they wouldn't get from any other cello instruction book? Well, the unique thing about this book is that it takes the fundamental um, nuances of traditional Irish fiddle playing and breaks them down for cellists who primarily have classical training. The problem with Irish music is that when it's written down, the notation sound looks nothing like it's played. <laughs> and so uh, if you have sheet music written out for cellists, it doesn't do them a lot of good because none of the style is there. And so this book uh, takes a, a few different approaches to how to dissect style and how to translate it into a language that cellists without Irish training can really understand and start to get a grasp on. So you're there in Limerick, you're studying with these terrific Irish fiddlers and learning a ton. And at what point did you think, I really need to make a book out of this? Well, I think the fact that um, I had been an educator before I went to Limerick and that I had been trying to use some of the folk um, ideas of musicality and of playing as I taught my mm. students um, kind of gave me that perspective from the beginning. Um, each thing that I would learn from these fiddlers, I would try to figure out how I could teach it to someone who didn't have the benefit of being surrounded by this type of music for a year like I was. So is there a way, it sounds like you found a way to teach it without just hearing it. Yes, although hearing it is very important. The book does come along with a reference CD mm. that actually features a few of the uh, fiddlers that I met in Ireland and got to work with. Um, and the book and the CD work together to provide a more well-rounded approach and um, perspective on playing this type of music on the cello. Well, let's hear some more. Let's hear, right. hear this technique. We're going to hear a couple of pieces. The first one is uh, Doherty's and Roscommon Reel, two different traditional Irish reels. And that will be followed by a piece simply called June 3rd, written for Liz's son, Elliot, whose birthday 
of course, was June 3rd, 2012. And that's a piece also included in her book. Thank you. 
Cellist Liz Davis Maxfield performing June 3rd, and before that, two traditional Irish reels, Doherty's and Roscommon Reel. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You're listening to Highway 89. Liz, tell me about your new video project. I just took over a really exciting project, um, and it's called The New Tune a Day. And the idea behind this project is to uh, broaden the types and amount of tunes that I know and that I get to learn. So every day, almost, I <laughs> learn a tune by ear um, and then record a video of myself playing it. So I've watched these. They're in your music room, and which is quite impressive. People should take a look. There are a few surprises in this music room that people will just see if they happen to go to your website, lizdavismaxfield.com. But on one of them, I noticed uh, your boy Elliot, for whom you wrote June 3rd, he's there pushing around in his walker, and he comes, he starts slapping your, your cello. So you look fine with that. Yeah, he's become my uh, backup singer and percussionist, and he's pretty good at it. Sometimes he's even in time, which is pretty good for a 10-month-old. Well, I was impressed. I, I did see one moment where I thought, I think he gets this rhythm. Yeah, either that so, or he just likes whacking the cello. So I, I picture you on some fiddle retreat and everybody going up the Emerald Hill to the top of the, you know, to play together, packing their, their fiddles on their back, then you behind with a wheelbarrow <laughs> with your cello. Was it like that, or was it mostly conservatory classrooms, those kind of things? Um, well, we did, we did have a little bit of classroom instruction, but a lot of it actually happened in pubs while I was in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the best music happens, um, you know, around a pint of, uh, in a restaurant or a pub where everyone just gets together and plays music for each other and for themselves. Not necessarily an audience, but um, the music is really a unifying energy and it's a way to kind of communicate and get to know people as well as express Well, you've yourself. got your virtual pub there, or at least your vir- virtual music room with this new Tune Day project. So congratulations on that. I hope people will give the, the website again at the end. I hope people will take a look because they have a lot of fun. Let's hear a few more. Uh, numbers. This first one we'll hear is called Castle Kelly, and then uh, a second traditional tune, and both of these appear in Liz's book, The Irish Cello. The second one is Humors of Tulla. Thank you. 
Liz Maxwell Davis performing Humors of Tola Castle Kelly. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You're listening to Highway 89. Liz, we have just a little bit more to talk before the final music, but I have to ask about some of these titles. Are the Irish just better at naming their tunes? <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder how many of these tunes um, are named out of a miscommunication. It seems like <laughs> some of the tunes just can't really be named what they're named. I've heard such crazy names for tunes. Well, in the preparation for this, our producer Jackie said, I think there's one called Pigtown Fling and The Scolding Wife. Do yes. you have some favorites? You've, you've got to. Yes. So uh, while I was in Ireland, I recorded an album uh, with a few of my friends in a band called New Time Ensemble. And... Um, one of the tracks on that album has some great names. The first one is Scolding Wife, then it's Touch Me If You Dare, and then More Power to Your Elbow. We also have Creel of Turf and Miller's Maggot. So Charming. Well, yeah, very charming. <laughs> There's got to be a story there. We just don't know what it is. Well, all of these from Castle Kelly, they're so evocative to hear you play. This has really, really been a pleasure. And I wonder... Uh, I, I think I need to look up the one about maggots now. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds interesting. I wonder, do you miss it? Or, or when you play these pieces now, does it take you back? I think uh, Irish music can be very nostalgic um, to play. And so in a sense, it does take me back to Ireland. Um, and I definitely miss all of the people that I met there and hope to go back for a visit very soon. Oh, what a great experience. And thank you for sharing with us because we get to have a little vicarious trip through your playing and it's pretty marvelous. And next, speaking of good titles, we're going to hear in this final set, I Have Two Yellow Goats. <laughs> I think there's a bit of a story there. The Newcastle Polka. And finally, Britches Full of Stitches from Liz Davis Maxfield. Thank you. 
No better way to finish than with some Irish polka music. We just heard Liz Davis Maxfield perform three polkas on her cello. I have two yellow goats, the Newcastle polka, and britches full of stitches. This has really been a delight. Liz, thank you so much for coming in this evening. Thank you. We hope we have you back again soon. Liz Davis Maxfield is the first cellist ever to have studied traditional Irish music performance at the University of Limerick in Ireland, and you can follow Liz's New Tune a Day project. That's on her website, simply her name, lizdavismaxfield.com. And there you'll also find information about the Irish cello book she wrote as part of her Fulbright scholarship. On the website, you can also listen to tracks from her recordings and learn more about concert dates and the ensemble she performs with. And we're always glad to hear from you, our listeners. Be sure and send your comments and questions about this program. Contact us via email, highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite and the show's producer, Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Aaron Go Brah. <laughs>